These Jets are for real. Can you believe it? Gang Green pulled off the impossible, the improbable. Vegas said they couldn't do it. They defeat the first place Bills 20 to 17 at a rowdy MetLife Stadium Sunday. The Jets will head into their bye week at six and three and right in the thick of the playoff race. Unbelievable. We'll react to the shocking win and just how dominant this Jets defense continues to be. And we'll also look ahead to the bye week. So get ready. It's a happy victory Monday edition of gangs all here from the New York post. And it's presented by your tri-state Cadillac dealers. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Wilson looking underneath. Robinson, the catch, the run, touchdown, Jets. Zerline, he hits 20-17. to 17. Allen running around. Jets try to stick with him. Allen tosses, deep ball on the way, incomplete. And the Jets will win it. And it's the Jets who come out with a huge divisional win. They knock off the Bills 20-17. to 17. Ooh, welcome to a happy Victory Monday edition. Can't believe I'm saying it. Of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. And this episode of Gangs All Here is presented by your tri-state Cadillac dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. I'm Jake Brown alongside my co-host, Brian Costello. Subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. No guests, because we got lots to talk about. Vegas said the Jets were 13-point underdogs. Not a single person on the face of the earth took the New York Jets to beat the Buffalo Bills. The crowd, full of Bills fans, arguably 50-50 between Jets and Bills fans. In the end, the top three and arguably the best defense in the NFL said, we don't care what the naysayers say. We're going to go out there and compete. And the Jets defense did just that, Kaz. Zach Wilson did just that. He avoided the turnover bug outside the fumble. He played well. The Jets went back to the ground and pound game that we asked for. They threw a screen. They threw a reverse. Zach ran. All the things I said were the keys to the Jets getting back to winning ways. None of us saw this coming. I said 27-20 Bills. I got the Jets score right. Didn't get the Bills score right. The New York Jets are 6-3 and heading into the bye. They've hit the over 5.5 that Vegas set on them. Another Vegas mistake on this Jets team for their win total. They hit that before they even get to the bye. And now they go into the bye week, the 5 seed, 6-3, and a legit playoff contender and a team that can make it. Because this was improbable. It was stunning. I don't want to hear people say, oh, their cornerbacks were out on the Bills, their injuries. The Jets had big injuries, too. The Bills are still a better team. And the Jets, enough saying they can't beat a good quarterback. They did just that, beating Josh Allen. Jets 20, Bills 17. Let's go, Kaz. You're fired up. I mean, I think the biggest thing, Jake, is it sets up now post-buy, right? 
there's going to be a playoff push. The final eight games are about the playoffs for the first time in seven years. You're going to have that, right? That they've been dead in the water by December 2016, 17. Or actually, 17 was they pushed till December and they were done. The other years, it's been over <laughs> well, well, well before December. Uh, 2019, they sort of had some life, but this is real. Now they're they're in the playoff push. When they come back, you're going to have a couple of weeks of November left. They'll have two games in November, and then it's going to be December football, and they're going to be playing for something. And we talked about meaningful games in December for a long time, and Joe Douglas said that, and they're there, right? They're gonna, the we said gonna be in the graphic in December, they're going to be yeah. right towards the top of that graphic. Yeah, they could be. I mean, everything's possible now, right? Everything's in front of them. The playoffs, the division. Jake, right? They're a half a game out right now in the division. So, and they just beat the they beat the, the best team in the division. So, everything's possible. Everything's in front of them right now, and you know it should be a fun December for the Jets. I'm fired up. This isn't the same old Jets anymore. They answered the call. I was so pissed off last week, and there's still a small part of me that's like, man, if they just won that game, just imagine the bedlam in East Rutherford right now, if they win that, but now, you know, they want it. Cause you talk to them after the game, revenge would be sweet. And after the buy part of me wants to be like, all right, ride the momentum. I wish the buy didn't come now, but they got some injuries they're dealing with. They got guys that got hurt in this game who came back in, you know, they're hoping to get fan and Mitchell back and they could do that after the buy. This team could badly use this buy. I think it comes at the right time, despite you kind of want to riding this momentum of the win. Yeah, I think it's a good time, Jake. There, it's been a long portion of the season already, and especially the younger guys on this team. Before Brees Hall got hurt, I was I heard him in the locker room one day just talking about how long the NFL season is. And he couldn't believe how many more games they had left. So I think probably a lot of rookies are feeling like that right now. So I think this is a good – even when you saw the, the schedule come out, this it's like it's a good midseason buy for them. Get healthy, rest a little bit. As DJ reads in the locker room, he can be a normal human being for a week and just come back. So I, th- I don't think the momentum is a problem. And I, th- I just think, Jake, they, we've seen the formula, right? We've seen it now. We saw it against the Dolphins. We saw it against the Packers. We saw it against the Broncos and the Bills. Play defense, run the ball, and don't turn it over, Zach and they can win games and they can beat anybody with that formula. Now there's going to be days like last week where they need to lean on him a little more and he's going to turn the ball over. Like it's going to happen again. Hopefully Jets fans don't lose their minds like they lost him last week, right? Like he can play like this the week after. It's going to be it's going to be up and down. There's not going to be a straight line. And you know, but they they have a they have a winning formula. You you can see it and they just have to play like this as much as they can down the stretch, but you know, right now Jake this you look at it they're at six wins. Bears, Lions, and Jaguars are games right now where you say, "All right, they have to win those games. Like those are those are teams they sh- they're they're better than have to beat them." That gets you to nine, and now you need to steal one more to get to ten. Is it the Vikings? Is it the Bills? Is it the Seahawks? Is it the Dolphins? Is it the Patriots? Steal one of them, and I think you're at ten wins. And now you're you know you're in pretty good shape for the playoffs. So, pretty remarkable, Jake. Yeah, nine, you would think, was going to give you a chance to get in the playoffs, too. We'll see. I mean, that's further down the road. But like you said, 174 yards on the ground. And Zach, finally, he wasn't, like I said, he ran forward and not backwards. Like, he wasn't running around like a madman. He looked a lot more poised in the pocket, Kaz. Give Mike LaFleur all the credit in the world, Yeah, no, he's getting his game ball back. Mike LaFleur just had him throwing the ball quick. That was all he was doing. It was short, quick, quick passes. Just quick. I... You know, I don't. I think his longest throw might have been 24 yards of the day. Like it was, he had the one deep shot to Mims on the early in the game, 
And then for the most part, it was just short passes, get the ball out of his hands quick. And you're right. And he, he, he wasn't going backwards. He ran forward. He had, I think he had a few good scrambles, you know, that gained yards. And if he can do that more often than not, he'll be in good shape. 24 yards on the ground. And Michael Fleur imposed the will of this run game on that final drive. Just unbelievable. Starting at their own four. I mean, the Jets were, their back was against the wall and it took one hell of a drive. I mean, I just want to go through these plays because this was a statement. James Robinson, James Robinson, James Robinson, Michael Carter. These are all runs. Michael Carter, Michael Carter, James Robinson, James Robinson. Then a huge third down conversion to Denzel Mims, who is becoming a factor on this team with Corey Davis out. Another guy I didn't mention that this bye week helps because you're going to get Corey Davis back. And Denzel Mims is showing up. That was a huge play, a great throw and a great catch. The only throw of the drive, then James Robinson run, then Zach run, where they got robbed on a no helmet to helmet call. I mean, this game, the Jets could have had a terrible loss there. And that is just a monster missed call. Luckily, it didn't backfire. And then Zach scrambles, loses yards, and then the field goal. Because he called for one passing play. That takes some trust in your run game. It takes some trust in your offensive line. It takes some trust in your fifth string right tackle that you have out. There. Yeah, I don't know if that last one was a was a pass. I couldn't tell with Zach where he went backwards. I think they called it a sack. So I, like I'm not. I have to watch it back. I I was at that point writing furiously. Yeah, I mean eight straight runs before the third down to Mims. It was just amazing. The Jets just were blowing them off the line. And this is a good Bills defense. They're good. And this wasn't about not having cornerbacks, right? It was this was the guys up front were just getting blown off the ball. And the Jets offensive line, they kicked ass on Sunday. Like I don't think they're probably they're getting enough credit for this because they dominated. And really, Jake, if other than the strip sack, I'm not sure you heard Von Miller's name all day. All right. He had that one play. It was a good play, but he really didn't do much to wreck it. And it was really it was Zach was sacked two times. The Von Miller one, and then that last play we're talking about, which was kind of iffy uh, what he was doing there anyway. So they really did a great job. And then obviously averaging 5.1 yards a carry running the ball. And that last drive was just ridiculous. They were just pushing them off the ball. Add that to my soundboard. My alarm tomorrow will be Kaz saying the Jets offensive line. They kicked some ass. That is the quote right there. And Kaz, I mean, it was tremendous what Michael Fleur did, because after I roasted him, you know, last week, he really said, you know what? You're right. You're right, Jake. Let me go back to the ground and pass. Let me throw a screen. He threw a couple of tight end screens, which I love to my guy, CJ. He threw the, the screens to Carter, a few of them. He had the reverse, which would have worked even better if Garrett Wilson didn't just, you know, he held it out with one hand. He faked, yeah, he faked throw. the throw and then it went like off his knee or something. And then his helmet flies off, but he saves it. If that ball is lost, I mean, that's the difference in the game, too. You know, the 55-yard field goal, if that goes through, that's the difference in the game, too. So the Jets needed a few breaks, but well-deserved breaks. And they did a reverse, and it could have worked even more. The seven yards, I'll take it. Seven yards is a positive play for this team. And this was a much more composed Zach Wilson. And I think it's a testament to him and the guys, you know, mostly got hurt. They came back in. I thought Zach might have been like done. He limped off the field, went in the tent. It was fourth down anyway, field goal. Luckily, Zerline makes the deep kick. Special teams was a bit much better and much better, I'll say. But it started off thinking 
here's the first kick. And you, you thought it was the family guy me with the Mets. Here's the first pitch and the game is over. Season's over. He kicks it like 10 yards as he slips. And you're like, here you go. Right. And then a 42 yard pass to Diggs. Yeah. It wasn't setting up to be how this game ended at all in the beginning. No, no. And then, but Jordan White had intercepts him. I mean, the two interceptions by Allen were just brutal, brutal interceptions. Like Could have been about, three. Whitehead should have had another one, too. Yeah, that wasn't quite in his chest. Like, the, these two, the other two were, like, talking about Zach throwing bad passes last week. These, they were brutal interceptions by Allen. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting, you know, to see how – now it's going to be interesting to see how the Bills respond to this. And the Jets will see them again in December in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, it's going to be that, that could be an interesting game, Jake. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Talk about revenge against the Pats. The Bills are going to want revenge against the Jets. I had goosebumps in the end there. You know, I went out to watch with the fans and it was incredible because, you know, I'm on the tr- I took the train there. More Bills fans, than Jets fans. I mean, you could say it was arguably 50 50 Sunday at MedLife. There were a ton. There was a lot. Yeah, well, Jake, I don't know if you like. I can't remember exactly when this was. I think it was when the Bills were driving, when the Jets were driving at the end, and it might have been like the Bills were using timeouts right there, and uh, the stadium was chanting "Let's go Jets," and it was loud. I got a video of that. Yeah, yeah, and Mark Canizero, you know, he said, "I can't remember the last time I heard this chant here this loud," and he's right. It's been, you know, you're usually they're usually booing or chanting for the backup quarterback at that point. And it, it, it got pretty loud. Uh, yeah, because early on, when I pulled in the parking lot today, Jake, and saw all that blue, I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be the Bills are going to take over the stadium. And they would have if they had, you know, were winning late. Because there was moments in that game when the Jets offense was on the field. And it was loud because the Bills players were triggering the crowd to cheer. <laughs> yeah, it was confusing who was cheering because it was getting loud on, like, Jets third downs. I'm like, oh, nice for Jets fans to cheer for the offense. And you're like, no, that's actually Bills fans. And they shut them out. And when I left that building, you know, all you heard was JETS chants. I'll have fan reactions to end the show today. We'll hear, I'll hear from some of the fans, but Jermaine Johnson too. Can we give him credit on that open field tackle on Josh Allen? I mean, we talking about how good this defense is. They're getting it from, you know, one to 53, every guy in this team and Jermaine Johnson, the, you know, we talked to Joe Douglas back in May about that being kind of the last Christmas gift under the tree you know, steals the third first round pick that they get later in the, you know, in the first round, that's a big open field tackle. And cause, you know, this Jets defense, it's it's not an argument that they're top five. I mean, they're up there right now as one of the best, maybe the best defense in the NFL. And that's hard to deny. Yeah, no, they're definitely top five. I'd have to look closer at who the other candidates are and what they're doing. To be honest, I don't, I, the Bills were one of them, you know, entering this game, and but the Jets, the Jets ran all over them in the fourth quarter. So I, I, I don't know. I'd have to look at who's doing what defensively in the NFL, but clearly the Jets are, are there. I mean, five sacks of Josh Allen, two interceptions. That's pretty good. It was a, it was, and it was a bunch of different guys, Jake. Uh, no, no one had more than one sack. So, you know, they they gave up a few big runs to him in the first half. But then really the second half, they just dominated, only gave up a field goal in the second half. Sauce Gardner said him and DJ Reed are, you know, arguably the best one-two cornerback combo in the NFL after the game. Do you agree? Again, Jake, the hard part for me is I watch the Jets, right? I do not watch any other football teams. I'm working on Sundays, so I have not seen, you know, all I, I read up on the teams that they're playing and try to study them, and I watch a Monday night football game or a Thursday night football game, but I – I, I wouldn't know who the other candidates are, right, of the cornerbacks, but they're they are playing at an unbelievably high level. And like this is like 
Revis Cromartie type of stuff that they're doing. Because, you know, Diggs, well, yeah, he had five catches for 93 yards all in the first half. And, right, 42 of those yards came on one play. He almost – Right, the first he had a twenty-six yard catch that was called back on that last drive of the Bills. It looked, it was like, oh boy, when when that that one went through, that was a pretty big penalty that was called on the Bills. Um, but they did a great job, and they really didn't have someone just one person covering him. Diggs said after the game that the Jets changed the way they played defense in the second half. That they played a lot more man in the first half, and then they were playing a lot of cover two in the second half, and. So give Jeff Ulbrich some credit. I think he mixed up the coverages and, and did a nice job on, on digs for the most part. Ulbrich, we were coming for his head. I mean, we got to be honest. I mean, we were coming for his head. The, the comment on Quinn and Williams that kind of got kind of taken out of context. You know, we got mad at him then. This defense is remarkable. And Sa- Sauce Gardner is going up against anyone and everyone, no matter who the wide receiver is. And he shut him down. So is DJ Reed. Guys like Bryce Huff, Huff are stepping up. He had the big strip sack towards the end there. So, you know, they're making a statement defensively, not just the front seven, the cornerbacks, the safeties are doing stuff. Everyone and anyone on this defense is playing good football. And Quinn and Williams is like, we keep saying is going to get paid. He was great. And cause, I mean, we always talked about, all right, they beat this backup quarterback. All right. They beat, you know, the Carpenter third string quarterback. They held Josh Allen to an 18 of 34 for two Oh five, zero touchdowns. Two rushing, which I bet two rushing touchdowns won that bet, and two interceptions and a QB rating of forty six point eight. That wasn't on your twenty twenty two Jets bingo card. No, no, absolutely not. I, I have to go back and look. He's had some bad games against the Jets. I remember he was fumbling early on against them. I'd like to look at what his numbers are against the Jets totally. But he, yeah, it, it was. Uh, he looked confused. Like I said, those two interceptions were just right in the chest of the guy. It, it was. Not very good. And, you know, the, the, I'm trying to look at the, the, their, their top plays. He had the 42 yard pass early on, and that was pretty much it. Cause then he, he had the 36 yard run. And then the next longest pass was 18 yards to Gabe Davis. Really one explosive pass all game. And it was that first play of the game. That holding call, too, at the end. I thought the bill, I was like, here we go. This thing's going overtime. Was that a hold? I I didn't see the replay. I one. didn't see it, but someone in the press box said uh, he tackled something. He basically tackled the guy. So they said it was a good call. Okay, cool. And the helmet to helmet. I mean, you saw that, right? That was just a I, I saw it real quick. Again, Jake, like my job is to file a story the minute the clock hits zero. So pretty much the entire – if you've ever noticed my Twitter habits, I don't tweet in the fourth quarter because I'm writing the entire fourth quarter. So, and as the closer it gets to zero on the clock, the more I'm writing and rewriting and trying to make a coherent story. So, yeah, I, I saw it quickly, but I'd have to watch the replay again. But I did hear, you know, people were saying it was a it was a helmet to helmet hit. The Jets were double digit underdogs. They weren't expected to win more than six games, and cause they're going to the bye six and three. What's your story now? What's the what's the cause story? Six and three going to the bye week. Give us your state of the Jets right now after this win. Like I said in the beginning, it's now it's about what it sets up, Jake, right? I think now you're staring at eight games and it's a playoff push. There's no debates about like whether they're a playoff contender. They are 100% a playoff contender. And now it's can they take the next step and be a division contender, right? Do you start dreaming about a home playoff game, Jake? Is that there? And, you know, that's something – have you ever been alive for a home Jets playoff game, Jake? Well, I mean, how old were you in? Was it 2002 was the last home playoff I game? Was I was 11, so I didn't even have my bar mitzvah yet. 
you didn't have hair on your face and you had hair on your head. So it's a long time ago. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Like, but you can dream right now. They, I still think the bills are the favorite to win the AFC East. I agree, but you can dream about it. It's not, it's not like it's, it's you're, you're crazy saying it now. They just beat them today. So that's to me, Jay is like, you get to the bye week and the way like it sets up, like we said, it's a nice bye week, right? It's right in the middle. So really to me, it was these first games, what it set up for the last eight games. And when we looked at it in the summer, we were like, oh my gosh, are they going to be, you know, two and seven or three and six? I thought, you know, the most they could be was four and five at the bye. That they are six and three is incredible to me. <laughs> the Patriots game is more amazing that it could have been seven and two and hearts. Oh, right let to- it go. Let it go, Jake. Let I know. Well, this, this win it's, it's over with I'm done and I'll, I'm going to enjoy my bye. The jets have only had two home playoff games in my life, 2002 and 1998 In 98. I wasn't even a football fan yet. So really one in my football fandom, my state of the jets, everything about this team has been so fun. There's been so many different storylines from the Cougars in the off season to all the receivers. They got to the draft to everything and anything in between to Elijah Moore saga, to the trade deadline, to getting James Robinson, to even small little things like, you know, the, the Jets YouTube shows, the one Jets drive show to everything. The social media team has been doing after the games and taking fans inside the team, talking with players, getting quotes, the little TikTok things they do to the graphic they did where they recreated the scoreboard inside the new bill stadium with the 20 to 17 final, because the one that they had, I think had 24, three bills over the jets or something. Everything with this team has been fun and easy to root for. And there's been hurdles in between. This is a team that lost Mekhi Becton before the season. This is a team that's lost George Fant. This is a team that lost their most explosive offensive playmaker, the rookie Brees Hall, for the season. They've lost guys left and right. They've battled through it. They've beaten teams they shouldn't. They've beaten teams they should. They've had some luck with some you know, quarterbacks go down. They had a miraculous comeback in Cleveland, led by an onside kick, down 13 with two minutes left. They found a way to win. We're only nine games into this season, and while it could go drastically wrong and could go same old Jets, I just don't feel it. There's something different to this team, and I think they're going to go to the playoffs because everything this this team is building from and the chemistry and the coaching staff improving week by week and guys playing together. You feel that these guys play for each other. They love each other. They come back quick if they're hurt. There's no one sitting out. If they're a little banged up, they're coming right back in the game, and we saw that from multiple guys today. So my state of the Jets is this looks like a playoff team. It's not Fugazi. It's not a farce. We'll see what happens here in the second half. We go into the bye week looking at a very intriguing, competitive, fun-to-watch football team, and it's the first time and maybe even maybe second time besides the one year they lost to Buffalo in Week 17, second time in the last decade that this team has been really fun to root for and down the stretch playing meaningful football. And when you eat your Thanksgiving turkey, the Jets will be in the graphic and in a playoff spot. Now we got to hope that goes into Christmas, goes into New Year's, and goes in to the end of the regular season. Jets six and three. We enter a bye week. We'll be back, Kaz, next Thursday to preview that Jets game revenge. And Kaz, it would be bittersweet for this Jets team to get revenge. And then if you're looking at, you know, we don't look too far ahead, but if you're looking at seven three with the Bears coming to MetLife on Darrell Revis Day, there'll be 80 20 or 90 10. There'll be a lot of Jet fans there, even if they lose to New England. But if you win New England, either way, that atmosphere and that game. 
is going to be a big one against the Bears. A beatable team, but a team that's competitive. And a Bears team, guys, that's putting up a ton of points on other teams despite losing close games. They're a competitive football team, and that's not going to be easy. Yeah, I think, you know, Jake, when you talk about the second half, the only thing that I think can derail them right now where to where you say, like, that goes really bad is it would be a key injury on defense. Yep. Like, they've lost players on offense. Brees Hall was a huge loss on offense. Obviously, the tackle situation with Becton and Fant and Mitchell, Corey Davis not playing the last few weeks, but they've been pretty healthy on defense. Because, like, today, when DJ Reed went down, you went, oh, boy. You know, when he got hurt, like, it was like, it looked like that looked like bad when when his knee got hit by Mosley. Mosley gets hurt. You're like, oh, boy, what's going to happen with Mosley out? And so, like, you, you sort of could feel it. Like, if they lose one of these key pieces, could be in trouble. So that to me is the only thing, right? You, you have to worry about is just injuries on defense. If they can keep this defense healthy, they they're going to be able to you know win a lot of football games. And we're not even going to speak that into existence because I don't even want to think about it. You almost forgot Zach was hurt in this game and was like down and out, and you were worried. You weren't saying Mike. Let's see Mike White. <laughs> well, it was interesting because it was fourth down. So I was like, are they going to go for this? I, yeah, the injury to quarterback. Three. It was an interesting decision. It was like, yeah, do you go for it? But yeah, I don't think you'd go for it with a backup quarterback there who hasn't who hasn't played a snap. I think that's tough. And it's also not fourth and one, right? So it's fourth and three. So you might have to throw there. That's a tough spot to put the guy in. So yeah, it was his ankle, Jake. I, I know and the, they were speculating on the broadcast of what it was. He said it was so he hurt his ankle against the Steelers. He was on the injury report following that. If you remember, he was limited in practice the Wednesday after the Steelers game with an ankle. And uh, so it was the same ankle every once in a while. It bothers him. And the way the guy landed on it sort of flared up the injury. And DJ Reed, too. I mean, knee injury, he came back in there. I was worried that was going to be serious, too. He was down for a while. Yeah. And he took a shot from Mosley there on that play, um, but he was all right. So. Yeah, that's that's the key. And then, you know, can they now defensive coordinators are are gonna go to school, like we said before, or after the Broncos game. Bill Belichick knows what they want to do. And he's going again, he is going to dare Zach Wilson to beat them. And now Zach has to show he can and not throw three interceptions like he did the last time against the Patriots, because you and I know the formula. Bill Belichick's gonna know what they want to do. They want to run the ball, they want to throw short passes. He's gonna he's gonna try to take that away. And it's going to be key to see if Zach can adjust off of it. Some would say Zach to school. Shout out to Zach Braziller on that one. But we'll see. Who Zach would say ha- that? Who would say uh, that? Jake? Well, people that at was... the post would say that. You guys would say in the press box. I've heard you guys say a few Zach to schools. Well, making fun of Braziller, but we wouldn't say that about Wilson. Man. Well, you know, it's just a dumb pun. Anyways, it's like cause reaction before the show. Me saying I say Celine Dion. You're an effing disgrace, Jake. You're an effing disgrace. <laughs> well, let's put this out there, Jake. We were talking about what, what we did before pre right pre COVID. I have a Guns N' Roses shirt on. This is. Myself and the great Dennis Wazak from the Associated Press went to see Guns N' Roses uh, the night before the Super Bowl in Miami back in 2020. I said that was the last thing I really did before the pandemic. And Jake said, oh, I went to see Celine Dion before the pandemic. I mean, she she has a beautiful voice. I mean, she is graceful. She's got a great voice, guys. Good, good. I've I've said my my mother. My mother's told me that before, Jake. Yeah, (laughs) mine too. Listen, my I think one of my first CDs I bought was the Celine. Celine No, you have one. 
Uh-huh. In sync and Celine Dion in like uh-huh. 1999 or something. Yeah. Pretty uh God, listen. Jake. I range from Mama Mia to Celine Dion to Drake. I do it all here on Gangs of Hollywood. We gotta close out the show with this. We completely forgot about it because Roger Goodell tried to make the Jets lose and ruin the chemistry of their drive by dropping the sky cam on them. Uh-huh. What the heck happened there? I've and the wire that. snapped. The wire they, they gave wires at MetLife Stadium. It snapped so the thing came down. I don't quite understand why it took so long for them to fix it. I thought like just take the damn thing down. It took 12 minutes. Um, but that that was interesting because they were rolling. They were in the red zone. Yeah, they were they had I think it was 22, like, I think. They, they, were like 10, they had gone like 10 plays or something like that at that point, and then 12 minutes, and then they come back and there's a penalty on Mims, uh, an incomplete pass, and then there's strip sack. And it was like, oh my God, everything flipped. But yeah, sky cam. This the sky. Sky was falling on the Jets, Jake. Like all you Jets fans last week, the sky is falling. Yeah, well, the sky went back in the air and the Jets went back in the air and won the game. I mean, that was something that would happen versus the Patriots and then cheating allegations. It makes sense the day after the Astros win the World Series that there's a sky falling and the Jets turn it over. No, I'm happy they won. I I wasn't rooting for Philly, so I'm happy that's over. And the Mets get Edwin Diaz to the trumpets. Diaz is back. The Jets are back. You're not Let's a little go. nervous about the Edwin Diaz contract, Jake? No, you had to pay him. He was going to get $100 million. It's, If you let him walk, they would have Drew Smith as their closer. Like, they had to bring him back. It's a lot of money, but this is steep going. So. Not many closers have uh, long careers, Jake. Yeah. But one guy, one guy did. Most others didn't. Listen, it's a bad optic if you had let him go. So you had to bring him back no matter the cost. And it's it's Steve Cohen. It's not the Wilpon. So the money doesn't bother me. The years. I was surprised at the years. Well, he was going to get four or five. So I knew it was going to be five, a hundred. And he got a couple more than that. So I'm just glad it's over with and we can move on. I'm predicting you'll hate that contract. And so what is that? Five years. In uh, 2028, Jake, you're not going to like that contract. That's my prediction. Uh, listen, if if we win a World Series before then, the you can you know I'll, the the contract doesn't matter. Just win a damn World Series, and the Jets get to the playoffs. It's in sight, and we'll enter the bye week six and three. We'll close out this episode of Gangs All Here and hear your fan reactions after the win. I talked to a bunch of Jets fans. We'll hear that next. Hey, that fourth quarter, uh, offense. That fourth quarter drive, run the, the ball. Here. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And second half defense, second half defense off the chain, man. Uh, nothing, they're, they're going to talk about how we shocked somebody. We didn't shock nobody. Not in this locker room. Not in this locker room. It's another freaking game. Hey, man, this is a product of the work we don't put in, man. Let's keep it going, bro. Jets on three. One, two, three. Yeah! And that says adios to episode 121 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me in producing the show. Thanks to your tri-state Cadillac dealers for presenting this episode of the show. And make sure you catch up on all episodes of Gangs All Here. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your damn podcast. But please go right now. Stop what you're doing. Give us a five-star rating in Apple Podcasts. Click that plus sign in the top right. That's how you subscribe. And then go down, give us five stars, and write in a positive review. Tell me your favorite chicken parm place. Tell me how much you love the show, whatever you want to do. And give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Catch full episodes of the show on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Subscribe 
there. The bye week is here. Can you believe it? The New York Jets are six and three. They've hit the Vegas over before the bye. Unbelievable. It's bye week time. We will be off. We will be back next week as we preview the Jets-Pats game. It's almost like you don't want to buy. The Jets are riding so high. You want to keep going. But we will be back next Thursday for that. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. It's the bye week again. We'll talk to you next Thursday. The Jets are 6-3. and three. It, it, I can't stop saying it's so good. And we got to close out a happy victory Monday with J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go. And now let's hear from you, Jets fans, outside of MetLife Stadium after an incredible 20-17 to 17 win over the Bills. How are you feeling, Gangrene Nation? All right, Matt. How you feeling? Is this the biggest Jets win in the past decade? Ecstatic. We're feeling ecstatic, but you know we we got to continue to make these things normal again. Big dub. You know, Josh Allen heard he was a good guy. Lost in the sauce. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. We're lost in the sauce. Love that, Stephon Diggs. Your fantasy owners probably pretty happy. No touchdowns though. Seatbelt. Lost in the sauce. Proud. Going into a bye week, I'm very happy as a Jets fan. Look, we got to continue to build them. Over five and a half win total. Lock that one up. That's a W. You know, we're just we're just thanking the good Lord for another great day lost in the saucer. Is this team going to the playoffs? Look, do I have, you know, possibly a future bet on the Jets to make the playoffs to win quite a bit of change? For sure. At six wins, you got to be optimistic. Look, you look at the AFC East, you know, let's ride Russell Wilson, trash. Hopefully at six wins, you can secure something. All I want is I want to see meaningful games with the Jets in the hunt in December. I think we can get there. Got to stay optimistic. Got to prepare for the bye week. And then we're on to New England. Just keep it going. Bills fans packed the building today. What do you got to say to them? Hey, look, I don't know how long the ride is to Canada, but that's going to be tough. Got to be quiet. Turn a podcast on. Throw something on. You know, enjoy yourselves. Maybe stop at Hula Hands, get a quick bite. It's going to be a long ride back up to Buffalo. Wings are trash. New York City, we're the best. We're the best. Georgia, Staten Island, just how big was this Jets shocking win? Biggest win of the year. Biggest win in the last 15 years. What's your feel on the team right now? Six and three, going into the bye. Can this team actually make the playoffs? When you beat the best team in football, you are the best team in football. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, Haley, how are you feeling about the win right now? Dude, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What's your message to all the Bills fans that packed the place? F- the Bills, but go Jets. You guys paid too much for gas to drive here <laughs> to lose. I'm sorry. It's That's awesome. true. That's true. It's have embarrassing I, to be a Bills fan have to have nice driven trip. all the way here have with a nice the gas trip prices. Back to Canada. Alexander from Ohio, just how big was this Jets win? This was really, really freaking huge. Everybody's always been doubting us. The past few seasons, we really have not done it. But this year, things are going to be different like we're proven. Proud to be a Jets fan. Are they going to the playoffs? Yes, we are. Sauce Gardner, we freaking love you, man. We freaking love this team. The energy, the high, it's great. We're going. So you're in cloud nine right now? Yes, I am. This is, like, amazing to me. I'm so happy. AJ, how are you feeling about this big win Let's right go, now? Let's go, baby. Just pulled out that win. What are you going to say to all the Bills fans that packed Shut them down. They came in loud, wanted to make a lot of noise, but came out quiet. Shut them down. That's it. Is this Jets team going to make the playoffs? Oh, we're definitely making the playoffs. Definitely. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. How could we not? We we, we running it, man. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go. All right, Al, how you feeling? <laughs> is this the biggest Jets win in a decade? No, not in a decade, but it's a great Definitely win. Bye-bye. 
Bye-bye, Buffalo. Come How good Buffalo. does it feel to beat the Bills considering they kind of filled this stadium Just pretty regular, well? Uh, yeah, it was 730 you know, Bills. Wave goodbye, the Mafia Bye-bye. was not like nothing else. Is this Jets team making the playoffs? We are making the playoffs. Come on, Rick. Playoffs. Okay. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets just kicked ass.